0: It's R.I.T.Y., right, I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. We are just a few days away from the 21st anniversary of 9-11, and before we get going with the theme, I'd like to take a brief moment of silence as we remember and honor the victims of September 11th, the civilians killed in the attacks, the firefighters, rescue personnel, law enforcement officers, and the members of the armed forces who died in the war against terror. Following 9-11... Clear Channel Communications, the owner of many radio stations in the U.S., released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that program directors felt were lyrically questionable to play in the aftermath of the attack. Now, this wasn't a demand. It was more of a suggestion that stations not play these songs. And this week on the show, I'm featuring songs from the list. If you'd like to see today's playlist or see the entire list of songs from the memorandum, visit reelinwithryan.com. Let's start things off by going back to 1964 and a song that I bet you haven't heard in a long time. It's the AdLibs with the boy from New York City. Bim 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 Some CCR, that was traveling band. I'm assuming that was deemed inappropriate due to its reference to a Boeing 737. And Martha and the Vandellas gave us nowhere to run. This week, our theme is the Clear Channel Memorandum, which was a list of songs that Clear Channel recommended their radio stations not play in the aftermath of 9-11. Here's Norman Greenbaum talking about the process of writing his hit song, Spirit in the Sky.
1: Well, it it happened over a period of time. Musically, uh, I had been fooling around with the music you know from the song, but I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, In terms of the lyrics, I was a fan of country music and I would listen to it a lot and also watch country shows on TV at the time and I came across a singer well, I kind of knew who he was named Porter Wagoner. Uh, back then he had his own show and uh, about 20 minutes into the show he always did a religious song I, I listened I said that's kind of interesting I've never done that and so I said well you know I can do that and so I did and then I, I, I basically tried some different arrangements and different styles and then I said well gee whiz what if I put it to this music i've had laying around in my head Mm. uh, maybe that'll just fit and it did
0: Let's keep it going with John Mellencamp, here's crumbling Down. Segment two. Offer 1965 release, the new look that was Fontella Bass with Rescue Me and Carol King opened with I Feel the Earth Move. If you're just tuning in, this is Reeling in the Years. I'm Ryan Jansen. Thank you for joining me. The theme this week is the Clear Channel Memorandum. Following 9-11, the company released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that they suggested their radio stations not play because of their questionable lyrics. The playlist is available via reelinwithryan.com. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger wrote this song as a reflection of American lifestyles and life in 1970s era New York City. Here are the Rolling Stones with Shattered.
2: Driving on the streets oh, okay.
3: what?
0: Pretenders, with one of the few B-sides on the Clear Channel memorandum, it was My City Was Gone, and from 1979, ACDC gave us Shot Down in Flames. Thanks for listening to R.I.T.Y., With the 21st anniversary of 9-11 being just a few days away, the theme is the Clear Channel Memorandum, which was a list of songs that Clear Channel recommended their radio stations not play in the aftermath of 9-11. Coming up, Charlie Wilson of the Gap Band talks about the origin of the group's name. From 1999, here are the Foo Fighters with a song that Dave Grohl wrote about his interest in flight. It's Learn to Fly. The Foo Fighters to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's under the bridge. Segment three.
4: The sea, I remember the night when we walked in the sand of Waikiki, and I held you oh so tight. Oh, my sweet, Fraulein To yearn and my China doll down in old Hong Kong waits for my return. Pretty Polynesian baby over the sea. I remember the night when we walked in the sand of Waikiki and I held you oh so.
5: You, you broke, broke my, my will. will, but what a thrill! This grace is great balls of fire. fire. I let you love, what I thought it was money, you came along and moved now honey. I've changed my mind. Changed my love mind. This love is fine. Great balls of fire, kiss baby. Mmm, feels good. Hold oh, me, baby. You love like you like a lover should. You're, You're fine. fine, so kind Got you tell this world that, world that you mind, 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 mind. That you find Leel Duns and that's what all mad. Mad. I come I'm real on but it's so easy fun Come on, baby, it drives me crazy And this groove, it's just great Balls of fire! Holy baby, well, I'll to love you like a love is true, you're fine, so kind, oh. you can tell this world that oh. you're mine, 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 ain't you what the hell should not quit on my
6: thumb, real
5: nervous nice. the bloody show is fun, come on baby,
7: run crazy, goodness this great ball of fire.
0: Jerry Lee Lewis with Great Balls of Fire, and that one from 1957, and within 10 days of its release, the song sold 1 million copies, making it one of the best-selling singles in the U.S. at that time, and Ricky Nelson gave us Travelin' Man. This is R.I.T.Y., I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. The theme this week is the Clear Channel Memorandum. Following 9-11, the company released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that they suggested their radio stations not play because of their questionable lyrics. Here's Charlie Wilson, lead singer of the Gap Band, talking about the meaning of the group's name and how it relates to the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921.
8: The Gab Band is, the original name is called the Greenwood Archer and Pine Street Band. We decided on uh, to call ourselves the Greenwood Archer and Pine Street Band because we all knew, had been told what had happened on Greenwood in 1921, the, the race riots. People don't want to talk about it. I had a, a lady who just loved me like her own great-great-grandson. Her name was Lucille Figures. She was born 1909, January the 9th, 1909, she died 2013, she told me everything. She watched people die uh, and getting shot, so she she was to never speak about it. And I said, can tell me everything, just she knew and she told me a lot of things. She said her mother, she was 12 years old, she said her mother told her to go out the back door and run and don't stop and don't look back at nothing. We said, don't ever look back. She said, okay, and she ran off and uh, and and her aunt is in the house, they all ran. And, um, and she lived the longest. But uh, she told me how she, why she still was still living when most of her family got killed that day. But she made me promise, don't ever speak about what I told you until I, I'm, go- I'm gone. This is the first time I've ever talked about it on camera. The older people said they couldn't talk about it. But anyway, I, we talked about it because our name was a part of Greenwood. You know?
0: Here's You Dropped a Bomb on Me. bomb was dropped and it's burning down the house. It's Talking Heads on RITY. Segment 4
7: But she don't need time to see me again.
0: Los Bravos and Black is Black, which was the first international hit for a Spanish rock band. And the Beatles began the set with Ticket to Ride. Thanks for listening to RITY. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. Our theme for the week is the Clear Channel Memorandum. If you didn't know, following the September 11 attacks in 2001, Clear Channel Communications, now known as iHeartMedia, released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that program directors felt were lyrically questionable. Now, this wasn't a demand. It was more of a suggestion that stations not play these songs. Here are Elton John and Bernie Taupin, talking about Benny and the Jets.
9: It's a story about a girl band, basically, Um, Benny being a female. I don't think a lot of people would know that. Except if you saw the illustration, of course, on the inside of the sleeve, you would get it. But if you haven't seen that, you know, um, you might not know it. But the lyrics more or less say it. It's androgynous. That's uh, the, yeah, you know, it's is that. Here. I think um, it preceded the Robert Palmer video of "Addicted to Love," which was mm-hmm. kind of, I think, with Benny and the Jets come to life. So um, stay away from Robert that. Palmer.
10: Huh? Outside of Robert Palmer. Robert well, Palmer wasn't Benny, but the girls behind the gun, were yeah, definitely, the the definitely the Jets. Definitely the jets yeah. Because the whole idea was that the band all looked the same.
0: Segment 5 Paul McCartney and Wings with Live and Let Die, which of course is from the James Bond film of the same name. And Skinnard got us going with Tuesday's Gone. It's all right, CY. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Ryan Jansen. The theme is the Clear Channel Memorandum. Following 9-11, the company released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that they suggested their radio stations not play because of their questionable lyrics. You can see the playlist and a complete list of those 165 songs on reelinwithryan.com. In 1985, the movie St. Elmo's Fire hit the big screen. It was John Parr's job to generate the movie's theme song. Here he is talking about how he found the inspiration to write the lyrics. The David that he mentions is producer David Foster.
9: Got the great tune, got it all done probably in a couple of hours. But I could not get inspired by the text of the movie. I came from the north, north of England. I left school at 15. This was a movie about, you know, silver spoon kids, collegiate thing, completely out of my comfort zone. So David said, look, there's nothing to do with the movie. I'm going to show you this little videotape of a local news station in Vancouver, David's hometown. There was this film of this kid, he said, and this kid came in the studio a couple of weeks ago and he really inspired me. So he puts the videocassette in and as this guy comes up on screen, like I am now, you can just see him kind of from the waist up. And he's beautiful-looking young guy. I realise very quickly that he's in a wheelchair. And he says, two years ago, I was living the life. And then I had a car crash and uh, broke my back. And he said, I realize you break your arm, you break your leg, you're in a cast for eight weeks. You break this one in your back and you're in a chair for the rest of your life. He said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get in this chair and I'm going to wheel it around the world on the Man in Motion tour. And then the video starts running in the TV station of this like truck, just an old truck with a spare wheelchair on the front. It says, Rick Hansen, Man in Motion World Tour. Man, the goosebumps on my neck. I went back to the hotel and I wrote the story of what I imagined, because he was only two months in. This was going to take two years. So I wrote the lyric about what I imagined his journey would be like. Uh, but I knew the film company were going to kick it. So I made it so that when I'm talking about the pair of wheels, they're going to think it's Demi Moore's Jeep. For once in his life, a man has his time. They think that's when Emilio gets the girl. But it's entirely about a guy wheeling across a desert, up a mountainside, and St. almost fire, this freak of nature burning in the sky, and he's wheeling to the embodiment of his dream. I came in the next day, and David said, "You're crazy." Then they're never going to swallow it. And I said, "And I want to call it Man of Motion." The beauty was the film was being dubbed on the Monday, so they had no time. So the song just went bosh into the. Never. If you look in the movie, it's just in in sections. It's never in its entirety. But uh, Rick went on to do the prophecy. He wheeled around the world two years, two months, and two days. Raised 18 million for spinal research.
0: That was Bruce Springsteen with I'm Going Down, which is from his 1984 effort, Born to Run. This is RITY, I'm Ryan Jansen, it's time for This Week in Rock and Roll. On November 18th, an archival live album from the Jimi Hendrix Experience will be released. The songs were recorded during the group's 1969 performance at the LA Forum. It'll be available on CD, vinyl, and digital formats. The Beatles will reissue their classic 1966 album, Revolver, in multiple configurations on October 28th. Finally, ACDC frontman Brian Johnson's autobiography, The Lives of Brian, ACDC, Me, and the Making of Back in Black, will be released on October 25th. That's This Week in Rock and Roll. Now back to the Clear Channel Memorandum. Here's Third Eye Blind with Jumper. Next, it's a rock standard that's been recorded by multiple artists. This happens to be the best known version, and it was the first single from the Jimi Hendrix experience. It's Hey Joe. SEGMENT 6
11: Just serve. Her.
0: That was the Dave Matthews Band with Crash Into Me. And that song was written from the perspective of a peeping Tom watching a girl at night through her bedroom window. Pretty damn creepy. This is the end of R.I.T.Y. and I do have one song left. I'm Ryan Jansen, thanks for listening. Don't forget the program is on demand. You can find all the details on reelinwithryan.com. Because we're just a few days away from the 21st anniversary of the September 11 attacks, this week has been all about the Clear Channel Memorandum. Following 9-11, Clear Channel Communications, the owner of many radio stations in the U.S., released an internal memo that contained a list of 165 songs that program directors felt were lyrically questionable to play. And this wasn't a demand, it was more of a suggestion that stations not play these songs. Here's Sir Paul McCartney talking about our final song, A Day in the Life.
10: So, I mean, that, it was like, I'd been, by that time, this is, this is quite late in the Beatles thing, and I've been listening to like a lot of avant-garde music. Mm. I was in London, I was hanging out, and we you know, were getting quite artsy and going to a lot of arts exhibitions. And I was you know, reading about crazy composers, mm. like John Cage. Yeah. And the concepts were like, wow, very freeing. Mm. I said to George Martin, George, we need a symphony orchestra. And George originally said, I don't think, we don't need that many. Mm. He said, it's a full symphony, which is like over 40 people or something. Yeah. I said, yeah, this song, we, we, we want it. So then the original thing that i put down was, from a certain point, all the musicians were allowed to break free. And now these are session musicians. They're not used to doing this kind of stuff. And it kind of frightens them a bit. Mm. So I sort of said, okay, here's the instruction. Is that each instrument You start on your lowest note, and you're gonna reach your highest note, but you go at your own speed. So if you want, you can go and you're done. Or you can go and you just play with it. Um, Whereas the brass, the trumpets, you'll notice they're a bit more free.
12: Look, having read the